1: Bring in show music, please.
0: This is Squawk Pod. I'm CNBC producer Katie Kramer. Today on our podcast, COVID cases rising in some parts of the U.S. Dr. Scott Gottlieb says we might be learning to live with it.
1: I see this being something that's managed like the flu, where a lot of people have already had it. There's a high level of immunity in the population. We have effective vaccines. We have effective oral therapeutics.
2: And it's time. Holiday shopping season. The 12 days of Christmas to buy all of that stuff in 2020 was $16,168, which was down 58%. But
0: this year, inflation, price increases everywhere. Is that the lump of coal in returning holiday traditions? CNBC's Courtney Reagan.
3: The stores are going back to a previous Turkey Day tradition.
0: Those stories plus Build Back Better, a key signing imminent, and a trip down musical memory lane
2: do you love
0: me. It's Monday, November 15th, 2021. Squawk Pod begins right now.
4: Stand Becky by in three, two, one. Fuel, please.
2: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Squawk Box here on CNBC. I'm Becky Quick, along with Joe Kernan. Andrew is off today.
4: I was thinking about what to talk about, and I, I was only thinking about one thing. And, uh, Crypto? That, no, 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 that I was able to bet on Rutgers now. Oh, and they genuinely now belong in that, in that conference. That was Thank a you. rout. Thank you. Did you notice?
2: Um, yeah. They've been doing incredibly well this entire year. I mean, they're, they're it, definitely it's not, not an embarrassment. They're at all, definitely at all. not
4: pulling up the, uh, the rear there. It's, no. it's pretty, and Thank the Bengals. You. The Bengals had a good week.
2: That I didn't see. But congratulations.
4: Well, they didn't play. Oh. <laughs>
2: well, there you so go. So they didn't they were, lose.
4: They were unable to lose.
2: <laughs> we'll take thighs
4: talking about the nft world again and uh you know i've got people just badgering me about you know different nfts and i i don't know becky i really don't i mean I don't know what the supp- I don't know how the supply is limited. You can draw anything you want of a. I'm not even going to mention them anymore. But you can draw anything you want. Is, is that really going to be worth something? If that, do you know? Could, I mean, could, among wanna...
2: certain classes, sure. I, I, I wouldn't but, pay for it, but but I wouldn't pay for a lot of modern you, art you,
4: either. So keep drawing, 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 drawing. Do you, many, you know how many apes? I can I can keep drawing board apes. I mean, I'm not a good at drawing, but the people that are good. Different color here, you know, the ape, the plumber, ape, the, Part you know, keeping a,
2: a limited supply. The more you have, the the less valuable all of it's going to become.
4: So it's all okay. It's all okay. Um, Look,
2: there's just a lot of liquidity out there. There's money slashing around and people looking for places to, to really find a new thing, to find something different, to find art, to find something to appreciate. You, you see it in every one of these markets. We've talked to Christie's. You've talked to all the auction houses.
4: I know. You know what? Maybe I would like a board ape. More than a than a Rothko,
2: I prefer, I would prefer a Rothko, and and that's saying something because <laughs> I
4: know, I know. <laughs> what about it's never um, been on my head
2: point, but at least he picks pretty colors.
4: Are you having turkey? Do you know it's coming? Yep. It's a week, from, uh, a week from this Thursday. This
2: Thursday, I'd like to do.
4: You didn't know that? I know that because it's already the fifteenth. That's how pl- that's how quickly uh, things are moving. So w- how do you do that turkey? Do you get it already? We get there's a way you can get it ready to go in the oven. You know,
2: you what, do, what that do you mean?
4: Oh, you just oh, oh yeah,
2: just prepare it. Oh, trust yeah. me, I do, I do know of these things. because Yeah, like Whole
4: Foods, you I can know, do I that. work
2: always the day after, so it's like a one-day rush to try and do everything we can. And we get a lot of help with that.
4: Do you ever get the turkey out of the oven when it's done and pull out all that paper stuff and all those ge- gizzards? It's, it's like, oh, you
2: do that before you cook it.
4: I know, but have you ever done it where it's like, ooh. No, my, my
2: mother did her very first, when she was like 21, her first Thanksgiving that she cooked.
4: You can um, leave them in there and forget. Yeah. That's the thing. That's that's what yeah. I mean. Um,
2: but I, I learned my lesson
4: through her. You got any food items in the squawk stack today?
2: I don't, although we could take a lot of look at a lot of this stuff. I was just hearing today it's that expensive. the Thanksgiving turkey prices and the entire meal price is going to be the highest ever, which isn't a surprise. You would think every year you're going to have higher prices, but this is going to be up about 20% off of what we've seen. So you're talking about some serious food inflation uh, when you're getting that turkey ready. What we are looking at today is gold. It's the highest settle that we saw last week since June. But for the year to date, it's still down by 1.6%. Now compare that to crypto, which was up by about 2.8% this morning. You're still talking about 65, almost 66,000. For the year to date, it's up 127%. So again, just that trade from what used to be the big inflation hedge. Gold having a good year, but nothing, nothing like what we've seen with Bitcoin. And and by the way, gold having a decent few months, but nothing like what we've seen with Bitcoin over this year to date. Uh, Also, take a look at the dollar, best week since August last week. And then the Dow Transports. We mentioned that uh, they broke a five-week winning streak. They're now about 8.1% off the highs, and that is the index that is furthest from its highs.
4: Time does fly, and I don't know what year it was when— we all were, we used to, that, what a mistake that was. Remember when they used to make us uh, make predictions about things? <laughs> yes, I, I, very I, tricky whatever. business. Yeah, terrible. Because uh, predictions about the future are They're the tricky. hardest ones to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a yogi. But mm-hmm. I just remember one of them was everyone said gold will go over 2,000. Mm-hmm. And I said gold is not going to go over 2,000. But I'm trying to remember how many years ago it was. But it was Awful, similar in price to where it is right, right now. now. At nice. least, I, I think it was at least five years, and maybe even longer, which is staggering. Well, staggering to people that that
2: may explain some of the NFT action too.
4: I mean, I wouldn't mind if they wanted to say stay gold, but they were trashing crypto the entire time, and they still do, and they're still like, I've blocked them. I don't want to have anything to do with them on Twitter. But do you ever just say, okay, I'm an idiot. Uh, I had no idea. And I should have admitted it, but I can't because uh, it'll kill me to admit it. And I'm still sticking with with this. Fine. Yeah, you can do that. Time now for a Washington update. Uh, president Biden will sign the one trillion dollar bipartisan infrastructure bill in the law today. Last night, President Biden named Mitch Landrieu, uh, former mayor of New Orleans, to oversee one trillion dollars in infrastructure spending. The president is a tasking Landro, with making sure that the money is used for the purpose it was intended. Attention now turns to the stalled Build Back Better social spending uh, bill. House Democrats will return this week uh, to pass the bill. Centrist Democrats have said that they're going to vote for it uh, as long as cost and revenue estimates from the CBO line up with the administration's pay for figures. It's one of the biggest intraparty party uh, splits. An article in the journal today about. Uh, Speaker Pelosi trying to heal that rift. Uh, but we, then they, it goes to the Senate, which won't be for a couple of weeks. We have no uh, totally uncertain future uh, that it's going to have in the Senate at this point. It, the the bill is going to get signed, the infrastructure bill. But <laughs> I don't know these Republicans. None of the Republicans, Becky, that, that signed it are showing up for the signing. Like McConnell, you know, he says, oh, I'm glad we you know, I'm glad we did it. Uh, but I got other things to do. Well, so they've I'm not also been go.
2: targeted, many of them.
4: Right. Uh, well, and McCarthy said, don't sign it. The, the uh, you yeah, know, leader. Been, of
2: I think the targeting has been really kind of outrageous and frightening, though. The idea that you, they're it, getting death threats.
4: Yeah, and you families, saw former President Trump said that, you know, your rhinos are you just you're just ushering in. And, and there's something to be said that, that it does. Yeah. That there may be good things in it. Not all President the trillion is, every week is for roads. Infrastructure
2: road. Week, remember?
4: <laughs> right. There's not, not everything is for roads in, in actual physical infrastructure, but you know, broadband might be important. But the, 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 they make the case that it's sort of like uh, a gateway drug. I said that last week, a gateway drug to, to the social spending plan that sort of allows, sort of ushers that in a much greater chance that that finally happens. There were the Republicans that put it over the finish line because it would not have passed the infrastructure without Republican support.
2: Yeah, although I wonder if those holdouts from the Democratic Party, the six who voted no, would have been able to vote no if there was so much pressure that it wouldn't have passed. You know, the Republican votes actually gave them a little bit of cover to be able to go back and say to their base, I said no because I'm really fighting for what I've promised you on these other things. hard to know with all the, you know, you never know the unknowns uh, and and what might have been the other side of things, but... um, yeah, it, it it does bother me the level of attacks that have, that have come on people for. Are you
4: for uh, are you up to to speed on on the morning show? Have you seen the latest oh, one? I'm or behind. Do you,
2: I've I've, sta- I'm, behind. I've started the season, but I'm not up to date. Okay, they,
4: they, it's it, it sort of goes through what happened last year last year, and when one of them was um, South Carolina and uh, President Biden when he wasn't president, when he was he he was not at that point leading Bernie remember who yeah. was leading Bernie Sanders was yeah. leading and it's like the party was like petrified oh my god we got to find somebody else besides Bernie so they got Biden but then Biden turned into Bernie Sanders basically or not into him but yeah. everything Bernie wanted is the is the center Definitely of the Democratic Party now to, so they c- put in a stalking horse,
2: right? was who brought in such numbers in those primaries and by the way, did you see the Elon Musk tweets back and forth? Yeah, I did.
4: I don't like ageism, but I love Elon. You know what I mean? I I, I don't like saying, "Geez, I'm a, um, I i can not believe he has the the, uh, the, the 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 ability to say that and not not get canceled." It's hard yeah. to cancel the world's richest guy, but to say, oh, are you still around, Bernie?" But but I just was thinking of it in the context that you know, supposedly the Democratic Party realized that that was not the center of where the country was with Bernie, and he'll never get elected. But then we went there anyway. They went there uh, well, the anyway, and Biden just became the a stocking horse a for, of for Bernie. In the house. Bernie's I mean, in charge.
2: Bernie's Yeah, they put him in charge of, of the committee to draw this stuff up, and the progressives have 100 and those other six in the House. Are, right. So I, that's why you see the most split and divided party you've ever seen is that— you're bringing together some pretty polar opposites and trying to convince them all to vote for the same legislation. Biden's
4: been around a long time. He I is. don't know why he doesn't have the sense to, to, to be who he used to be, but it's not gonna happen. Thanksgiving is just over a week away. It's a week from Thursday. I just looked, definitely, it is. Uh, and besides food, it's the unofficial start of the holiday shopping season. And Courtney Reagan, um, she loves this time of year. For, for a lot of reasons. Who doesn't, Joe? I don't like shopping. I like <laughs> I like food. Um, oh. I like pie.
3: You probably like receiving gifts, though, right? I mean,
4: you there's nothing I don't have.
3: Be able to receive.
4: Nothing I don't have, Courtney. Well, that's good. Really? That's what do you good. get? I'm happy what? to hear that, Joe. Uh, so if you're thinking about something, what do you get? Just...
3: The guy that has everything.
4: Exactly. I don't know. I don't More know. betting, I betting money, maybe. But I'm going to do my best to find a great money, deal maybe. for you. I could use someone who knows how to bet on on football games. Go ahead.
3: That could be helpful. That could be helpful to find finally win your fantasy draft, huh? All right, well, it's the big first forecast for the Thanksgiving week shopping stretch. We just got it here moments ago. MasterCard Spending Pulse expects total retail sales, so this is in-store and online, it will grow 10% over last year, 12.2% compared to Thanksgiving week 2019. Black Friday sales alone forecast increase 20% year over year. Shoppers are expected to return to physical stores to snap up those in-store doorbusters that are reverting to Black Friday from Thanksgiving again this year. So what's old is new again. Many retailers are closed on Thanksgiving. Many did so in 2020 as well as the pandemic really accelerated and there were no vaccines available. And while those factors have changed, the stores are going back to a previous Turkey Day tradition and staying closed. E-commerce sales are expected to grow just 7.1% compared to Thanksgiving week 2020. It makes sense because remember so many consumers just shop from the safety of their homes Thanksgiving week last year compared to non-pandemic Thanksgiving week 2019. However, e-commerce will be more than 50% higher. Big ticket items will be the strongest with luxury, excluding jewelry, forecast to grow 92.3%, followed by apparel sales growth of 56% and department store sales growth of more than 40%. If those department stores are getting another shot to impress these consumers, they better not blow it. Joe, back over to you
4: just thought about uh and christmas is coming too so we've done the the thanksgiving um how much that's going to cost you know it's going to be record you know what we can do after that courtney the, the seven dancing ladies and and geese are laying and what's the price of that going to be uh, this year you know how every year we do that we add up how uh, how much it costs to put on that uh that christmas carol so we haven't done that yet. We yes. got it. first we're doing Thanksgiving, which be- we have.
3: We haven't done it yet, but I I bet we will. I bet it's in the cards somewhere. What do you? It's gonna be
4: an all time high and up and up a lot. Hey, have you heard that uh, that we really shouldn't be worrying about inflation because we saved up so much money during the pandemic? Did you hear someone say that uh, over the weekend? That that's how out of touch. Some people are about it. Uh, yeah, so don't not yeah, to worry. I mean,
3: unfortunately, obviously, inflation is going to hit the, the lowest, the lower <laughs> yeah. end consumers the most. Terrible. Right? I mean, it's it terrible. always Just does. the idea. And to, to those are probably those that, that were the, the hardest hit during the pandemic. Uh,
4: to, def- to defend. Uh, I think it's, you know, not going to go there. Anyway, I don't know who it was. I don't don't remember, so uh, I can't get blamed. Thanks, Courtney.
2: Thanks, Joe. I was just looking it up. The 12 Days of Christmas to buy all of that stuff in 2020 was $16,168, which was down 58%. I'm trying to figure out what dropped so much last year.
4: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Not the the dancing ladies. Oh,
2: here's why. This is tricky. I'm just looking at it. Nine ladies dancing, 10 lords a-leaping, 11 pipers piping, 12 drummers drumming. They maxed those all out at zero because of COVID and said you couldn't do any of that.
4: There you go. So. They're all back. Some of them are back. Well, we'll see. We'll right? see. What's, what's happening in the upper Midwest and Austria and I, I Germany. Don't know. Germany. Yeah. We'll talk to Scott Gottlieb about that. He give us a little bit of advice.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not sure why it dropped that much, but that's why. It was the COVID closures. We'll see what it yeah. costs for 2021. You were talking about all the Bs and build back better.
4: Build back better. Biden, build back better. Bill.
2: Now I have Paul Abdul stuck in my head. Thank you very much.
4: What, what
2: happened? Bye. Do you love me?
4: Oh, is that how that starts? Okay. Now I've got
2: every one of the lyrics running through my head. It's like the stupid stuff you remember. <laughs> Always stuck in there. Ah.
0: Next, on SquawkPod, COVID vaccines and therapeutics are available here. And so is an uptick in new cases of the virus. Dr. Scott Gottlieb with the stats and his expectations.
1: Things are picking up, but they're picking up slowly. Cases are up 9% over the last 14 days, but hospitalizations are down 10%. The best case scenario is we get a month, six weeks of sort of this flattening, and then after we get through the holidays, we start seeing cases decline again.
5: Hello, I'm Laura Castleton, U.S. Head of Portfolio Construction and Strategy at Janice Henderson Investors. Is a brighter future possible? At Janice Henderson, we think it is. For 90 years, we've worked to help clients achieve superior financial outcomes and fulfill our purpose of investing in a brighter future together. We know that this means our thinking and our investments are helping to shape millions of brighter futures for the next 90 years and beyond. To learn more, go to JaniceHenderson.com. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way?
2: Good morning. Welcome back to Squawk Box right here on CNBC. I'm Becky Quick along with Joe Kernan. Andrew is off today.
4: Western states, including Colorado and Montana, seeing an uptick in COVID cases. Concerns uh, rising about a spike in COVID cases around the holiday season. Joining us now uh, is Dr. Scott Gottlieb, former FDA commissioner and a CNBC contributor. He also serves on the boards uh, of Pfizer and Illumina and it hasn't been that long since we saw you, Dr. But what's, what's at this point in time, where are we in the, the, uh, the Delta phase of the, the pandemic? We're on the other side of it, which you were predicting, but we see these troubling numbers in, in some pockets around the country.
1: Yeah, look, some places are on the other side of it. Others aren't. If you're in the south or the southeast right now, things look very good and they're likely to stay that way. If you're in the Pacific Northwest where cases are down 45 percent over the last 14 days in Oregon or down 15 percent over the last 14 days in Washington state, down 60 percent in Idaho, um, things are looking pretty good. In the plain states and parts in the Midwest and some of the mountain states, cases are coming down quite sharply, same with states like West Virginia, which had a big Delta surge. But if you're in the southwest where there's 40 to 60 cases per 100,000 people per day or the Great Lakes region, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, where cases are picking up sharply, you're in Colorado right now, parts of New England like New Hampshire or Vermont. Things don't look so good. So this delta wave, like all the prior waves, is hitting different parts of the country at different points in time. It's the late innings of this delta wave. But there are parts of the country that have yet to be affected or just beginning to see the delta infections pick up. So they will pick up in those states. And those happen to be populated states. And so we could see the national numbers go up. There are also states with big media markets. So that's going to affect the public mood. I still think it's an open question what happens in the tri-state region, in the mid-Atlantic region of this country, where there's high vaccination rates and high experience with this virus, high rates of, of prior infection. I still think we're going to see cases pick up in those parts of the country, but so far they're not. Just to put this in perspective, one final point. We're at 24 cases, per 100,000 people per day nationally. Last week, this time, we were at 22 cases 100,000 people per day. So things are picking up, but they're picking up slowly. Cases are up 9% over the last 14 days, but hospitalizations are down 10%. So right now we're in this extended plateau. I think that's sort of a best case scenario. It may pick up from here, but I think the best case scenario is we get a month, six weeks of sort of this flattening. And then and after we get through the holidays, we start seeing cases decline again.
4: The uh, alarming, and some of them, I think, I, I don't know, uh, they're too alarming the uh, headlines we see coming out of, of Europe and Germany In Austria, and then the intimation that this is our future or or, or could be a possible future for us. What's happening over there? Why is it happening? And is it something that, that we can expect here or dread to expect here?
1: Well, first of all, let's put Germany in perspective. They have, they have about 33 cases per 100,000 people per day. We're at 24. So Germany is not in much worse shape than us. They have regions of that country with very dense spread that are getting overwhelmed by the infection, mostly in the old East Germany, the eastern part of that country. And they are regions that are very under vaccinated. So we've known that Delta finds its way into pockets of vulnerability. And Germany has big pockets of vulnerability terms of low vaccination rates in parts of that country. Now, overall, when you look at their vaccination rates, it looks pretty good. They look like they're more vaccinated than us. But the people who are unvaccinated tend to be concentrated in certain regions. Germany's also had a lot of lot less prior infection than the U.S. We need to account for the fact that we've had big waves of infection and probably more than 50 percent of Americans have been infected with COVID at this point. Germany's nowhere near those levels. They've largely controlled this infection better than us historically. So overall, even though their vaccination is slightly higher than ours. Their overall population level immunity is probably substantially lower than ours. We've earned a lot more immunity the hard way. A lot of people in this country have unfortunately been infected with this virus.
4: The, uh, we read about variants. Any variants on your, your radar right now that we don't know much about? Uh, there's a new one I saw, but they haven't seen it much even since October. And it it has a different spike protein, but it's unclear whether it's more contagious, less contagious. Anything uh, that that you know there that you can enlighten us on?
1: Yeah, nothing that we've seen. The variants that are emerging are mostly within the Delta lineage. And so it it speaks to this question that you and I have talked about before, is whether Delta is going to become the dominant strain and future mutations are within that Delta lineage. They're sort of submutations um sublineages of delta and that would argue in in the direction that we may eventually switch this vaccine over to a delta backbone vaccine we haven't seen anything that's more contagious than delta or seems to have a competitive advantage that that defeats the vaccines or mutates the spike protein in a way that it evades prior immunity and we're looking very hard the fact that we haven't found such a variant yet is is encouraging um it's going to be hard for something to come along that's substantially more contagious than delta what you worry about is that eventually you get something that partially escapes uh, the immunity offered by prior infection and, and the vaccinations. And probably that will happen over time. But hopefully you don't see a dramatic shift in this virus. And we ha- certainly haven't seen that yet.
4: So, Scott, in three years, what, what do you see? Uh, uh, possible annual shots? Uh, do you see uh, the, the therapeutics being in pill form so, so that we feel much better about uh, about our our options, if if you know we do see it come every every winter, and uh, and we can at least deal with it. Do you see? Do you see a lot of people still wearing masks, walking around outside, driving alone in their cars?
1: Look, I see this being something that's managed like the flu, where a lot of people have already had it. There's a high level of immunity in the population. We have effective vaccines. We have effective oral um, therapeutics. We change our practices, and we change our practices not only because we're still fearful of COVID, but You know, the twin risks of flu and COVID circulating alongside each other each winter is going to force us to have to be more vigilant around respiratory pathogens. But this is not going to dominate our lives like the way it is right now. And I I think after this Delta wave on the back end of this Delta wave, when this is done sweeping across the population and fully 60 percent of Americans have probably had COVID at that point and the rest have been vaccinated, um, this is going to become far less fearsome. You know, you're going to still see cases every day, but hospitalizations and deaths are going to fall dramatically like they are in the U.K., and they are falling in the U.S. There is a decoupling between infections and hospitalizations, and this becomes something that is still still deadly but manageable, something that we have the tools to manage far more effectively than we have in the past.
4: But it's going to be around. Uh, it, it is different, different places. We're not, New York, there's not a lot of, of mass requirements. In Philadelphia, everywhere you go. Mass, indoors. It's like you yeah, got a... Western, sn- Western y- y-
1: Pennsylvania is having a big outbreak right now, as is new, upstate New York. I mean, we don't really focus on those regions. There's po- pockets of the country right now that have a lot of Delta infection. In other pockets of the country, that look quite good. Here in Connecticut, there's 10 cases. But it's unvaccinated, per day. It it's looks got, quite good. It,
4: is it unvaccinated? It's That's not right. breakthroughs, right? It's unvaccinated.
1: It's mostly dense regions of unvaccinated people, so pockets of unvaccinated people. We're not seeing wholesale reinfections among the previously infected. Now, CDC isn't looking real hard for that, so we could be missing it. But if it was happening on a widespread basis, we'd be seeing it.
4: All right, we got to go.
5: Squawk Pod will be right back. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way?
6: Ba, 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 ba,
2: ba, 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 build back better.
4: Not to died and build back better bill, I, but... Uh, I'm
2: never getting this song out of my head. I haven't <laughs> thought about
4: it in 35 years. It's more bees. That's the <sighs> operative uh, letter today. Or Disney.
2: Am R- I a page in I your history? I don't
4: know that part of the song that you're talking about, and I'm I happy I don't.
2: I am happy to make demands, but the word Did you see
4: the, the Paula Abdul, um, she just did it, doing... The same moves she did on that famous video, and it's—they look identical. No. she's Speaking Go of a term, girl. Go, yeah, girl, she looks identical. All I, the moves I, are the Paula same, adult, and she looks—you know—the
2: thing I think the most of with her is, Remember when she was <laughs> on and listened to Steve Leisman playing for her?
4: Oh yeah. We still yeah, have that because she's got taste. She That's has right. taste, and she was like, "Oh my god!" Uh,
2: <laughs> no, she was, not she said, "Yay, Steve!"
4: Oh, did I? I must that have thought new. of that then. That yes. must have been. I thought she started, like, howling. like no, a, like no. a,
2: Again, that was you.
4: Okay. Right. Oh.
0: And that is Squawk Pod for today. Thanks for listening and for singing along. Squawk Box is hosted by Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Tune in weekday mornings on CNBC at 6 Eastern for news and great recipes.
4: Do you ever get the turkey out of the oven when it's done and pull out all that paper stuff and all those g- gizzards? And stuff? It's like, oh, shit. To get the smartest
0: takes and analysis from our TV show right into your ears, listen and follow Squawk Pod wherever you download podcasts. We'll meet you back here tomorrow. We are clear. Thanks, guys.
6: This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do.